With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. All right. Are you there? I'm still here. Are are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. It's just okay. that voice view told me voice view screen reader told me you were recording. Okay. All right. Good. Good. There's um there's some distractions right now, uh. So I gotta kind of gotta got gotta get a little bit getting into it here, getting a little focused. All right. Well, um, let's let's give this a try. So for the first time ever now, as as I've mentioned. On my on my live stream and in my groups, that um, that this this podcast is as of now, as of this moment, Aaron's opinion. The where I share my opinion about issues that blind people uh, should be caring about, and uh, we're talking with Melissa again. Melissa, you've been on my podcast before. This is, I believe, your third time. So welcome back. There are two distinct issues that you want to address tonight. Can you tell us more about those issues, please? Well, I want to translate what le- what it means to be legally blind versus blind as well. I think as that's and, and I think that's a great idea. So, first listeners, we want to make you aware that there are a lot of different terminology and vocabulary that blind people use to describe uh, their vision loss. So you can have blind, legally blind, visually impaired, or things like that. So I will t- I will start, actually, and say that although I have uh, vision, um, I still consider myself blind. I still say that I am blind. For, for me... For me, I've been diagnosed as a kid as legally blind, and I don't confuse it with totally blind. It so, basically right. So, 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 Melissa, can you tell can you tell the listeners of Aaron's opinion? Um, what is the difference between legally blind and blind and things like that? Can you try to define some of the differences? Well, blind. Just the word by itself, blind, B-L-I-N-D, by itself basically means that you can't see nothing. The world is dark. Right. You cannot see anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like, pretend you close your eyes. You know when you close your eyes when you go to bed? That's what what people see, even though their eyes are open. Excellent. Perfect. Okay. So, blindness is where you cannot see anything. It's just dark. But you know, yeah. there's something there's something really interesting that you that you said. Which is that legally blind. Right, right. And 
hold on, guys. Let's get our. You said uh, something. You said something interesting, which is that you know if you if you're blind, you cannot see anything, which is true, Melissa. But the other thing that is true is that um, if you uh, other blind people, when asked, you know, what do you see? Oftentimes, the only way that they can dis- express what they see is to say that there is simply an absence of vision. That sense is absent, meaning they do not perceive lights or light or dark and and think things like that. So it's a it's a absence of of sight, of that sense. So that is how it is oftentimes described. Okay. So now now Melissa, can you tell the, the viewers what does legally blind mean? What, what, where does that come from? And if you're, if you, as you're going through and I can, I can describe it for you as you go through it. So try to, try to tell us what is legal blindness. It's basically a condition. It's basically the same thing as blind. Although vision is there, like you can see things, but not very well. Like, like, for example, I'm nearsighted, which means nearsightedness means I can only see at a close range. Mm-hmm. So if I so if I were to read a comic, for example, I would end up putting the, the book one to two inches from my face. And that's right. really that's really close. That's um, in, exactly. There you go. Really well done, Melissa. So you're you're, you're doing really well. With our, with our opener to Aaron's opinion here, expressing the, these different, uh, classifications of vision loss as it relates to things that we would do during our day, whether it be, you know, sleeping, you know, or, or looking at a, a magazine or a, a comic super up close like you just, you, you just explained. I think that's really, really good. That's a really good analogy for, for, for things. Yes. But I also have mm-hmm. tunnel vision. But I also have tunnel vision, and what that is, it's like you can't see to the sides of you. Like normal right. vision, normal vision is twenty slash twenty, mm-hmm. and you can see a full three sixty. But in my case, there's like only the middle. Like well, you look through, put a straw mm-hmm. to your eye. Try this at home, sighted folks. Take a small straw, put it to your best eye, right. and squint. That's what tunnel vision's like. Good. Now, by the way, on Aaron's opinion, um, I just want to interject a little here and say that no, no, thank you, Melissa. I, I do not want to encourage our viewers to do that. Um, because do, do you know why, Melissa? There's a very specific reason why I do not want our viewers to engage in that behavior. Do you know why? Dangerous. It's very dangerous. There yeah, was would... a, there was a, and it's, it's fine that you said it. It's totally not a problem. And I think you created a good analogy. I don't mean to, I don't mean to encourage no, any, you know, no, pro- no problem. No, pro- no, no worries. No, no worries about it at all. It's not a problem at all. Um, uh, how, however, yeah, it's really important to um, or, or it's really important not to encourage sighted people 
to pretend that they are blind um, for so many reasons. Sighted people can sometimes uh, want to perhaps, I don't know, uh, misbehave, go out into public and do pranks. Um, there, you know, you'd be surprised, Melissa, there are some there are some strange people uh, in this world, unfortunately. And I'm I'm a character, too. I'm I'm pretty strange. But, but if you like this, this should be safer. Like, like, try to imagine, you know, walking through a tunnel and you see the what's in the middle. And you see the um, light, right? The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's what my vision basically is. Like, I always see what's in the center. Um, like Good. the middle. Good. Am okay. I? And my left eye has light perception, although it is blind. Mm. That means mm-hmm. that means you get like little flashes of light, like when somebody snaps a picture and your eye is closed and you get mm-hmm. that tiny little flash. That's what happens mm-hmm. in my left eye. However, in my right eye, I also have low vision, and that means mm-hmm. things get out of focus here and there, depending on right. how close I am. Closer far. I yeah, do best. Yeah. I do. I do best looking close up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 a really interesting thing to talk about it as blind people because I don't know. I, I, I'm sure that with my vision, you know, with my glaucoma, I have usable vision, but and it's even hard for me to express it out loud. If you ask me, you know, Aaron, what do you see? Well, that's where it starts to get um, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more difficult um, because I don't know. I don't know what I can see. Um, you know, I do perceive color. You know, people that's that's another thing that that is puzzling to people. I do perceive colors. Um, but the other thing to remember is, do I perceive colors the way a sighted person would perceive perceive colors? No, probably not. And there probably are colors that I am not even aware of that are actually that are actually there. Um, so you know that it's it's really it's really interesting to think about it. I can see a, the full rainbow like everybody else. It's well, just you and you, you know. and you, I'm not. I'm certainly not denying that you can, Melissa. I am. I will tell you though that blind people. Everybody's eyes are different, so we all perceive colors slightly differently. So I'm sure that from a scientific and ophthalmological, you know, ophthalmological, ophthalmological perspective, um, I'm sure that there are colors on the color spectrum that you are not even aware of or that you are not even aware that you're seeing. That's true, because I did look up, you know, color blindness, and some people actually have a chromatopsia, which is like yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of people have color blindness, um, and then there's some people who are, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, we we could have a whole lesson, a whole a whole story about the different unusual and and things that our eyes can can pick up. Um, but there there is that there yeah yeah color blindness. Um, that's actually quite common. Uh, more common than you would than you would perceive or or, or would think. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I don't. I'm so glad I don't have color blindness. The only blindness I have is not You're being blinded. able to see straight. 
Yeah, it's right. not being You're able blind. to see straight. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, I think I think this is an important point. That the blindness that a blind person has or their perception of sight that they have is only true to them. It's only their perception of what they perceive to be true. Do you know what I mean, listeners? Do you know what I mean, Melissa? It's not Yeah. It it's kind of weird and it's hard to express it and it probably doesn't make sense to you. Um and if it doesn't make I perfect tried. Yeah. I tried to I tried to make what I see videos on my YouTube channel to give a sense of what my vision kind of looks like in both eyes. Um, okay, okay, but right, good. And and guys, those are great videos, by the way. But Melissa, my my philosophical point, the overarching argument, is that is that you are you are perceiving. You are only able to you know see things. You are able to see things, but it's truly only your perception of them you know you see things that that you believe to see and then you see them so then you think it's true yeah but like but my, for all, like, right like yeah. yeah like i've seen i've seen people on youtube who have retinitis pigmentosa and they would describe how they see just shapes and foggy shadows right and some blind people can only perceive light and shadows so so, so Melissa, I think this is a good segue into another topic. When a sighted person meets a blind person for the first time, um, as a person, you know, probably if a sighted person meets a blind person, it probably is the first blind person that sighted person met. How should a sighted person, you know, approach the issue of blindness? What do you think? Well... Whenever I get people coming up to me, I they'll see my cane and they'll be like, "Are you blind?" And I would Good. say, "Legal." And I would say, "Legally, yeah. Legal from a legal standpoint, yes." Um, Good. Ask right. a judge. And so, and so the cane, and, and I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought this up because the cane, although it helps us right to navigate our world. It also tells them. You got it. You got it. It also tells the sighted person. It alerts the sighted person to the fact that I am blind. So that is why that is one of the reasons I use the cane when I go into public. Even if it's a place that I know. Now, as an adult. I feel that I feel more comfortable being around sighted people if I alert the sighted person to the fact that I am blind. And when you're a child, you feel embarrassed or you feel nervous or you're with your parents. That was but, me as a kid. I was nervous. Right. So and I was. Extend and I my key yeah, and you probably were, and I think I was, and most cho- most children are, um, because they're afraid of what sighted people think of it, is, is what it amounts to. And I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think a cane is a stigma. Um, if anything, I think it is a, in my opinion, it's a sign that the blind person is being respectful of the fact that other people can see them. So I, I think it's kind of good, in my opinion, guys, I think it's good etiquette. 
if, if you're blind um, and you're walking around in public, please, please use a cane as far as Aaron from, from Aaron's opinion is concerned. My opinion, please, please, please use a cane. Please tell sighted people. It's a good way to tell them, hey, excuse me, um, I'm not going to bother you, but I can't see you very well. So no problem. It's a good way. It also it's an helps. appropriate way of telling them. It also helps if the person, it also helps if the sighted person can't speak English. That's, that's true too. That's a very good point. Yes. Yes. Good. Exactly. Like if you can't speak, like if, like if you are English and the sighted mm-hmm. person is like, say, Spanish or German. Right. right and right. you can't communicate, I'm blind mm-hmm. or don't know how to say I'm blind in their native mm-hmm. tone. You can just extend your cane out and they'll go, oh. Or in Spanish, I. <laughs> or, or you know, you know what I would definitely, you know, you know where I would definitely use my cane a hundred percent of the time. Guess where? Malls. No, on Pandora, because I'm concerned. You see, I'm concerned about the native Pandorans. I, I'm worried. I, I don't know how to say that I'm blind in Navi, but I know that if I use my cane, they would probably understand. See. So in the future, if blind people go to other planets, we should still bring a cane. <laughs> yeah, bring your cane to Coruscant so the Jedi know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You should always use a cane, whether you're on Earth or or if you're in France or you're on, on another planet. You should always use a cane for, for, for sure. Wow. Well, this is – I think this is a really strong opinion that I have that I think – as I have grown grown up, I think I kind of have appreciated the fact of being open and telling people about certain things that are going on, you know? I'm just so, starting to get that way. I'm just starting to get that way, too. Of yeah. Going, oh, oh, okay, I'm legally blind. No big deal. Just say it. Um, don't hide anymore. And that's when I started to make a YouTube series. Yeah. I have a playlist. Mm-hmm. I have a playlist titled How to Cope When Legally Blind Slash Visually Impaired. Do you, um, was it, I, I think, and, and, and guys, I have a podcast. Yeah. One of my episodes right here on, on Aaron's opinion is about that topic. I, I don't, re- I don't recall when I recorded it, guys. It was months ago, but I know, I know that I recorded a podcast where I talk about coping with blindness. Did, did you listen to that one, Melissa? Because I talked about it. I'll make sure to catch it. I don't think I caught it yet. I was watching the podcast where you talk to somebody and, you know, like, don't be sad. Turn that, turn that front upside down. Blah, 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 blah. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she was funny. Yeah, she, she, she was yeah. a great guest. She was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, and so I was Melissa, like, oh, so in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, by the way, Melissa, I've been getting some mixed feedback, every guys, and and you 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 at home, I've been getting some mixed feedback about Spreaker. Um, so so Melissa, um, are you able to navigate through the menus of Spreaker and like scroll through my episodes easily? I'll make sure to try it out. Yeah, because you're mentioning listening to other episodes, so I think you're able to do it, maybe without realizing it. Someone earlier today was telling me that they felt that Spreaker can be, um. I don't know that they were having a hard time with their voiceover with it or something like that. I don't know. Voiceover, um, voiceover or talkback struggles, maybe. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe something, maybe something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think I've found I have found Spreaker to be perfect. 
So, um, just, you know, yeah, can so I you also... can, you can scroll through, you can scroll through the list and it's something about, um, the title is something like how to cope with being, how to cope with blindness or how to cope with being blind. Point is, I've talked about it. So you should go down, scroll through the list and listen to that episode. Um, and I forget what I said and I forget why I said it, but I know that I said it at some <laughs> point. I did a topic just on that thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But about legal blindness, what comes with yes. my condition, what comes with my condition is eye strain 24 mm-hmm. 7. Mm-hmm. And there's points where I have to take ibuprofen, which is a pain relief pill, to relieve mm-hmm. it. Right. Or, or take my glasses off for a few mm-hmm. minutes at a time and take an eye break and let my right eye rest and be blind for 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, then I put the glasses back on once I'm healed up from that headache. Um, it mainly happens around the perimeter yes. of my right eye. Um, mm-hmm. I, I recommend being careful when you, you know, use a magnifier if it causes eye strain. Um, right, right. Depending on the mm-hmm. magnifier you guys have. If any mm-hmm. of you are legally blind out there. Um, right. Uh, so if you're legally blind like me, I recommend still going for Braille. Um, oh, definitely. So, so even Melissa, though, why even, should... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So why should people, why should people learn Braille even if they have some usable vision? It'll, it'll avoid a strain headache as well as taking the stress off of your functional good eye, be it left or right, in my case, right. Yeah. And bringing it to your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Even though I learned Braille in middle school to high school and could see the Brailler because it was close to my body. Mm-hmm. But it, but, my vision teacher taught me how to navigate through my fingertips because they're so sensitive. Um, plus, I also learned how to navigate without having to use my right eye too much with her. Because when I played that type to learn game, she challenged me to not look down at the keys. Melissa, look straight, look straight. And I would be at first like, huh? A why? And... Mm-hmm. And I would and I would cheat, look down at the keys, or try to, and she and she'd be like, look straight, and and I'm like, why? And she's like challenging me, and then I realized, oh, she wants me to type without using my right eye, probably, mm-hmm. or letting my, yeah, it. She's probably teaching me how to type in a non-visual manner there now that I think about yeah. it. Twenty six years later, um. Because she was really challenging me and pushing me to not look down at the keyboard as I was as we were playing type to learn together. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Uh, I so and uh, and I, I think that I am someone who was encouraged to not use my vision um, at the right time and to use it, you know, for other things that were appropriate. So if you you know if you have usable vision, you should never be afraid to use it. But you should always learn the, you know, non-visual way to do to do the activity. You need to be able to do both, actually. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, in high school, the railer I was still able to use, even though I broke my glasses in the accident, I still remembered where all the oh, keys yes. were. Mm-hmm. And where the new line key was, where the backspace key was, and yes, there's a backspace on the brailler. <laughs> Duh. Um, if any of you use a brailler, you know where the black backspace key is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though after the accident I couldn't see the brailler, just a blob of, you know, color, because um, it was all crazy blurry, like blurred to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, it's like where I'm literally walking through a thick fog and everything's blurry and hazy and colors are still present, but you know just not in focus. Right. And I, but. yeah, and I, and my blurriness without glasses is to the mega extreme to where I'm practically blind. Um. It's not, it's not a matter of practically either. See, and that's the interesting thing. It's not a matter of practically being blind or not. I mean, I mean, you're you're blind. You're you're, you're <laughs> in the feels, blind and visually impaired support group. You're blind, okay? There's no practically. It feels like it without my glasses. Um, well, who cares? Who cares? You're blind. Who cares? This is the I, whole point. I know. Who cares? What, what what what? And what happens if you are practically blind or practically not? Why do you want to be practically? Right. Well, well, I always had a wish in life. I always had a wish in life, which was to be able to see. And right. I, would beg my, I would always beg my mom for trying again with another eye surgery. And she was like, well, this is not a good idea. I wouldn't do that. Your vision is irreparable. Three is enough. And plus, I don't want you going through pain. Just yeah. learn to cope. Yeah. Just learn to cope and deal. It's, well, it's and, really important. It's critically important to avoid surgery of anything in life because the trauma, yeah. and, and this is, this has been researched a lot more lately and it's been a lot more well known and understood that the, the trauma that our body let not having nothing to do with the person, um, the, the, uh, trauma that we go through as, as our, our body and as people in surgery is severe. And the eye is an incredible, by the way, I am not a doctor. Um, I do know that the eye is an incredibly, 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 uh, sensitive organ, probably one of the most sensitive organs on our in our entire system. Yeah, um, and I seen and I mm-hmm. seen documentaries, and I seen documentaries about the dangers of eye sur- of laser eye surgery. And I was like, oh it, my god. Well, it, you know, the answer is that everybody's eyes are different, so I'm sure that there is someone with eyes where laser surgery is appropriate. You have to think. Is the surgery appropriate for my eyes? Is it something that I truly need? You know, um, in my case, I've had seven eye surgeries, which nowadays would be considered an extraordinarily high number. Seven surgeries. Three um, for me. Yeah, and even that number is pushing it. Um, but, you know, during the 90s, where most of the surgeries were done, Although I did have the best doctor in the world, uh, who has since retired now, but he is and was still the best doctor for my, you know, my eye condition. Uh, medicine was not the same in the 90s as it is today, and they wanted to do more surgeries then. Um, and it 
it, what, what has happened is I have my stable usable vision, but my corneas have become so thin that they could not really be operated on uh, again because they, each time they do a, a eye surgery, you lose some, you know, some tissues, some cells, some things like that. And it's just, it's just very, very, very traumatic for the eye to go through any thing. Invasive. Any, anything that involves a, a surgical equipment touching the eye or things like that, it's just very traumatic for the eye. So, as well as invasive, which is yeah. why not having another one. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, so, if, so guys, listen, you know, if, if you're a parent and, you know, you're listening to this to Aaron's opinion, and you, um, you know, you have you have a child who's blind, and you're wondering to to yourself, well, do they really need the surgery or not? You know, the answer is, I would, I would obviously, I would talk to the doctor. Is what you need to do. What you also need to think is, is my child really living a a normal functioning life? You know, if they're using their cane, if they're learning braille, if they're doing really well. Then, you know, again, I, I, I just have to be professional, Melissa, because we're moving towards a larger platform. I have to be more careful with how I phrase things. Again, I am not a doctor, but in my opinion, I would, I would advise mostly, I would advise against the surgery. Simply Me for the too. reason, simply for the I, reason that you don't want to put, you don't want to put your child's eye or your eye through that stress. Unless, Unless it's a hundred percent necessary, if it is, then go for it. It's great. We have a lot of great. We have amazing doctors um, in ophthalmology, and we have amazing technology, and that's that's all fine and well and wonderful. But none of those things negate the fact that we're still people. We still have organs, and our organs, especially our eyes, are incredibly sensitive. And this is something that is truly understood a lot better now than it was in the '90s when I was going through it as as a little boy. Of course, when you, you know, when you're a little, when you're a little guy, you know, you don't worry about stuff. You know, you don't notice, you can't say, you can't express things. Um, and so, you know, I, pro- I, don't, I don't really have much of a memory of it. I don't remember truly being bothered, but I'm sure that if I was, if I had been an adult at that time, I'm sure that I would have been bothered by those types of surgeries. Um, and I'm sure that it is painful when you wake up from the surgery. I just, when you're, when you're a child, you don't think about that. So, you know, I have no perception of, you know, if it hurts or not. I guess it hurts. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I had like three. Mm-hmm. The left eye, the left eye failed and the right eye succeeded a little bit, giving me 20, 2200 vision. Right. Which is what my acuity is. Mm-hmm. If not a little under, I'm not sure, but it is mm-hmm. somewhere around 2200. Right, right. And I have recently decided against further eye surgery, like a fourth and fifth or sixth. I said, you know, yeah. no thank you to my eye doctor, no, as well as my mom also said, no thank you. you good, know, I want good. her to, I want her to you live. Know- yeah, you, you got it. At some point, you got to just go about your business and say, you know what? That's just how my eyes are. You know, live um, your life. There you, yeah. there you go. Live your Don't life. Don't dwell. Don't dwell on care, care, this, care, that, care, this. You know, accept your disability for what it is and live. 
Look, pushing for a cure. Pushing for a cure is not living. That's beautiful. That's brilliant, Melissa. You're you're a hunter. You're, that's a really, so really, you you explained it really well, Melissa. You explain it in a very direct and a very understandable way. Pushing for a care, it's not living. Just just live. Yeah. Cool. Live cool. your life. Live your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I want to call the this episode "Live Your Life." How about that? Yeah. Like accept like like how to accept blindness or something. Well, no, I um, can't. No, that title I've already I've already used the title similar. So no, this one this oops. one I'm going to call live I'm going to call live your life. Live your life. That's a good I also title. wanted to, I also wanted to talk about inhaler accessibility. Sure, sure. Let's, and you did you did a, you did a, I I didn't even think we'd be talking about eye surgery, but that was a really good a really good philosophical discussion about that, but. Yes. Um, you also, so everybody, Melissa has been telling me on several occasions, she's been uh, basically complaining to Aaron's opinion, to Aaron's show, that there's been a lot of problems with her pharmacy and um, different pharmaceutical products that she wants to tell us about because they just are not accessible. Melissa, I, I know you mentioned it last time, but can you kind of go back and really nail it in? What's What's going on with these inhalers? I have severe asthma. Like hmm. if I if I do strenuous activity like running, exercising, jogging, or if I walk for way too much and way too long, like long distance walking, like down five blocks and back, I'll be out of breath, huffing and puffing, hunched over, holding my knees, um, with my hands, huffing and puffing, hunched over, and that's when the wheezing starts. And I have mm. severe asthma. And my airway will cave in my airway trachea, which is where you're, which is where which is how we breathe, get our air. And that will cave in like 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 my airway will potentially close off if I surrender to the asthma attack and let it progress. Mm. However however I always pocket my rescue inhaler, which if I take it quick enough, it will stop the attack. Because what happens in an asthma attack is you can breathe in, get air in your lungs, but you can't exhale or get air out of your lungs during okay, an attack. That would be a problem. So you, you, so what this comes down to is you can't breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be able to understand my medication, I have to be able to read it. Rather, it's allergy medicine because mm-hmm. I also have seasonal nasal allergies. Yeah, yeah. Now, by the way, Melissa, I'm sure you've checked. So it's important when you're blind to be sure that your eyes can take the, the allergy medicine. Some of the allergy medicine is not okay for blind people to take. So when you're blind, uh, you need to research that and make sure that with your eye condition, you're allowed to take that particular uh, medication for allergies. I know that I am not able to take the allergy medication with my eyes. It's not good for my eyes. Me, I'm thankfully clear to take allergy medicine because I just have a prematurity induced legal blindness. Um, right. Like I don't have retinitis pigmentosa or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you do, I would talk to an allergist about, you know, if it's safe to take this medicine because I have desires from Tosa, blah, 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 what do I do? Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. 
And or worse, if you have Aaron's condition, I would still do the same thing. Um, but in general, reading my medication is is pretty tricky. I have to put the medicine so close to my right eye that I'm literally sitting there or standing there, either one, but I'm either standing there or in some cases sitting there straining um, to try to make out what the warning label as well as the product name says. The product name the product name is the most important, like, like for certain medicines. Um, if you guys have a brailler, I would suggest braille labeling your medicine, its name, as well as mm-hmm. how many pills to take. R- right, right. Uh, by, uh, by, by, by the way, by the way, by the way, Melissa, we we were interrupted by a robocall, a, a very. A very polite person who goes by the name Potential Spam. Yeah, I don't appreciate Potential Spam on Aaron's opinion, right? So, um, someone, don't you love it? Don't you love it? They, I mean, if they wanted to be on the show, they should have just told me before they we started. You know, come on. I mean, I mean, it's kind of strange. Your first name is Potential. Okay, fine, free time. Next next time we'll do two people in case if that person wants to join in. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that would be too much fun. I could have put them on the Skype call. I could have put them on my podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I would have just unloaded on that person. But it would have been that would have been that would have kind of just gotten Crazy. out of it. That would have gotten out but of anyway. Okay. Anyway, but so anyway. What, what, what I kind of lost what you were saying about the medicine. So you you think that there's a lot of different. So you're able to you're cleared to take this particular medicine, and then I and then the spam call came came through. So so go go back and explain that again. What? Well, I take allergy pills. I also have a nasal spray, but I mostly take the pills, and the nasal spray is just for emergencies. Hmm. Um. Like, say, the pills take too long to take effect, because some pills will take an hour to 30 minutes to take effect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to wait that long if I'm in a bad attack. Yeah. Then I'll take take the nasal spray, which quickens, you know, the time, um, because it's more powerful. And I also have my main issue, however, is, you know, being blind and having asthma. Mm, you know, because mm-hmm. what if you're what if you can't see your inhaler at all? You know, like because for me, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to read my it's hard for me to read my inhaler unless I get deathly close to the freaking dial, like literally right. one inch, like literally one inch or or more to literally plowing my eye into the freaking. Um, um, as, I, as I have as I have suggested, I think you're someone who's straining too much. So that I I think what what I need to say is that guys, um, are you a pharmacist? Are you listening to this? So if so, if you're a pharmacist, um, could could you just comment below wherever whatever platform you're listening or watching to this to, to this episode? If if you could please comment below. Um, with with your knowledge in regards to what can be done to help Melissa, 
Um, she's clearly an asthmatic. She clearly needs help. And clearly the pharmaceutical technology that she's being given is not appropriate. And, and I don't think that's okay. Um, you know, I, I was with a, uh, old, an elderly family member a couple months ago. And I also noticed, and, and this particular person uh, is, is blind too. Um, it's a bit, it's, it, that's another long story that gets us all the way off track. But anyway, she was saying how she has to take these pills, but she can never tell what pill she's taking, you know. It's very hard for people. I said, well, you know, um, let's call her Mary because I, I, her name starts with an M. Let's say I, I said, Mary, can't you just, you know, tell the pharmacist to just give you different colors of pills? I mean, how 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 complicated can this be? And and again, I believe I believe your story, Melissa. I, I believe what you're saying 100 percent. What I'm not believing is that there's absolutely no technology no pharmaceutical product that could possibly help you because <clears throat> there are, there's a lot of blind people, you know, around the world. And there's a lot of asthmatics around the world. If so, not worse, if not worse, blind asthmatics like me. Okay. But you know, as you said before, you, you, you have to live your life, right? So yeah. we, need to, we need to, you need, you need to be able to do this, this, you know, this, um, uh, uh, successfully. Need to be able to take your inhaler or a pill properly. Right. And I, I don't understand. So, so if you're, if you're a pharmacist, um, could, could you, could you please comment below and, and give, and give, give us some, give us some knowledge, give us some wisdom here. Um, especially if you would like, if you're even allowed to, or if you know, if you know of a particular product, if you could just comment a link or an article that, you know, I could give to Melissa, that would be that would just be really helpful uh, because Aaron's opinion is a is a we're, we're a podcast where we I just want to help people. That's all. So if you're a pharmacist um, or something like that, but but yeah, if you're a pharmacist, please help by commenting below. Well, what can be done here? Because I think. I find this hard to believe that there is nothing that can be done. It's the 21st century. Okay. There's, there's pharmacists. There's problems. There's, there's gotta be an answer somewhere. So that is, that is that. And what else would you like to talk about, Melissa? Oh, I don't, I don't get why the pharmacist can't do that when the guy making my lightsaber can. Like this guy making my lightsaber, he's incorporating a little bit of accessibility. So to really help me point. find the buttons. To help me find the buttons. Like he right. said he's gonna make he said he's gonna make buttons that will flash right. so I know where they are. Right. Right. So if he can do that, why not a pharmacy? That's so weird. It's a really good point, and you're you're right. I think the answer is they can. They can. Pharmacists are are very similar in a sense, to to being a doctor in a lot of ways, you work in with patients. You you work in a similar capacity as a doctor, um, and there are very and you have to be knowledgeable about diseases and medication. And in these days days and in this day and age, you have to be knowledgeable about the technology that we use to help people um, with these types you know these types of things. I, I, there's got to be something that can be done about this, and I know that Aaron's opinion can help Melissa solve this problem. I would be very proud. I would be very pleased to know that my show helped you to live a healthy life. I, 
I think that alone, if this show helps Melissa use an inhaler in an accessible and an appropriate way, I think that's a great show. Like, imagine mm-hmm. a, we have a money reader, so why not an inhaler reader? <laughs> like, Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you, any of you blind folks use a money reader? I mean, I do. I do not. I've heard a lot about it. I think it's something that is less common and seen as, you know, obsolete these days because uh, fewer and fewer people are using money, you know, so um, are using physical currency. Me, I would put the dollar bill up to my face. Or the ten dollar bill up to my face. Yeah, don't like, don't do that for a lot of reasons. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Straining. Money is not very clean. True, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's hard to read it at a normal distance. Sometimes I would I would go to the cashier because I went to the mall with my best friend one time, and mm-hmm. I wanted to buy I wanted to buy a gift card for my mom that was mega cheap. I won't say the price probably, but it was mega cheap and I had enough on my budget and I went up to the cashier, grabbed out my money and I made a mistake of putting the dollar, the, the, you know, the, the currency bill too close, close Mm. to my face. I wasn't infected or anything, but, but I just wanted to read what it said. Because I forgot my magnifier. Mm-hmm. I have a little, I have a, I have a little dome magnifier I use. But then again, that might not be still either because it's been on so many papers and types of papers. Um, so I asked the lady how much I have a, I have a currency dollar bill here. What does it say? How much is in my hand? And I showed the cashier and she, said, you have this many dollars. And I was like, oh. And I said, how much has occurred? This many dollars and this many cents. Paid. <laughs> and I said, thanks. And she said, you're welcome, no problem. And I made, and I told her, because I forgot my cane to the mall. Ah, um, that's why, like who said earlier today, that's why everybody should be using their cane if you're blind. Right. Because that would have was, alerted the cashier to the problem. That would have alerted them to to your situation. Right. Yeah. And the cashier if I would have brought my cane, the cashier would have been, Oh, you need you need assistance, blah blah blah. <laughs> Cause now when I bring my cane to the store, it's like, Oh, miss, do you need assistance? And it's and I'd be like, Uh yeah, how much is how much money do I have here? Now I give out all of my wallet mm. and count out how much I have to pay and right. and put the rest back in my wallet. <laughs> and she would tell me how much my change is. Change, they give you change back after you pay. And she'll, mm-hmm. and then she, and then she ends up, you have this many, you have, you have this kind of coin, you have, you have this kind of coin, you have this kind of coin. <clears> and, <laughs> then you have this dollar, many dollar bills. You have this dollar bill, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's like, she's like describe, she's like describing the heck out of, out of the change. 
I was probably, I got to tell you, nothing personal against, against you, nothing about you personally, Melissa, but that, that was probably very exciting for her because very few people actually use the coins. That was probably a novelty day to see coins again. Yes. I mm-hmm. use, I use both the dollar bill and coins. And what she did whenever, whenever I bring my king to the store, this is weird, but it's a helpful weird. Um, they mm-hmm. describe what kind of money is coming into my hand um, when they give me change back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, and I was like, oh, gee, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, no problem, ma'am. Be careful on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they actually said that? Be careful yeah. on the way out? Sometimes they'll say it, like if there's a big crowd up ahead. <laughs> Okay, it's that's just, I, okay. So, so I'm sorry I laughed. That that's that's uh, you 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 meant it in a very humorous way, right? <laughs> yeah. At least it'll cheer some of you guys up. Um, to know that shopping blind isn't all that bad. Um, that's that I I gotta tell you that's that is hysterical. Be careful of the way. I, I think you know it depends on how they say it, but I think that's kind of cute in a way. That's kind of a, a silly thing to say. Um, I, I, I think that, I think that's meant well. I, I, I would, I would, it, it would but depend least, on my mood, but I, I, I would kind of smile about that. Yeah. But at least, but at least she warned me. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Of course, you know, it's still possible. Because I have my, right, right, I have my cane out. Oh, I was about to get on you about that again. I'm glad you had your cane out for that one. Because if you hadn't, it would have been completely your fault for not having the cane out, you see. So yeah, we, get into this, been... we get into this con- we get into this paradox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, oh, stupid me, forgot my king. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And now I'm telling my brain, yo, Melissa, hello, white stick, hello. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I go, oh, stupid. Thanks, brain, cane, <laughs> extend, walk out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I even, I don't know if this is relevant, but I even VC'd, video tried it with the guy making my lightsaber, and I took him on a walk with me while we were both on Skype and messaging. So, let, so, let, so you know, now, of course, we're still, we're still on Aaron's opinion. What's your opinion about it? When are you going to get this saber? Whenever things speed up, because the virus is slowing yeah. things down. Yeah, the virus. So and I didn't think, and I didn't think of it COVID nineteen. COVID right. COVID nineteen is slowing things down, so they're ordering everybody now to stay inside. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's annoying. Do do you guys ever you want to go out, but you're told no by the news? Well, okay, well, well, we, okay, so, so I, I, I need, I need to, I need to, to, to interject as the host now that we're on a bit more of a professional platform. We need to be, we need to be a little bit more respectful about it. I, I understand, I understand that it's frustrating, but be thankful that you don't actually have the virus. Can you imagine how much more frustrated you would be if you had it? Yeah. So, so I understand, I understand that it's. I understand that it's annoying, but we just need to be glad that we don't have it ourselves. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. pray every day that, that things slow down and keep watching the news and keep social distancing seven feet apart if you do go outside and right. wash your hands. Right, right. 
And, and if you need and, help, and, and if you need help, I recommend using Be My Eyes like crazy at this time. Um, mm, it's just mm-hmm. Be My Eyes should be the safest way to do it, especially with the virus going around. Because cool. you're on a video, you're on a video call. You're not next to somebody. Right, and you're on a video, and it's important because you're on a video call with someone that you can probably trust. You know, in my eyes, it's volunteers, but they go through screening. You know, you need to be able to trust those people to handle things fairly and in a in a just way. If I could, if I had be my eyes and took walks, I would go for that. It's right off the risk going for help with people. You know, like you know from what. You know, mm-hmm. you know, from a sickness standpoint. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I bought my lightsaber. They they got the hilt parts. We're just like mm-hmm. waiting on the soundboard, the Golden Harvest soundboard. Um, things are very slow due to the virus right now, which is unfortunate. But at least they got the hilt parts, so that works for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really neat is. When I designed my saber hilt, I designed it to my disability. Mm. I designed it. I designed it to my vision impairment. You know, what would a visually impaired Padawan build? What kind of lightsaber would a visually impaired or blind Padawan have? Right. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. I I was still kind of confused because I was trying to figure out what cane tip I should bring when I go to Pandora. Because the the Pandorans are kind of sensitive about that, and they might yell at me in Navi. So I, I'm I'm still quite concerned there. I'm well, if not you sure. want words, well, if you want to, well, if you want to say hello to them, you want to say well, Nati Kamea, and that's I see you. Ah. As in, and you do I a see. gesture, and you do a little gesture with it. It's like making. It's like taking your hand to your forehead and reaching mm. out as if you're giving a flower gift. As oh, you say. yeah. I do vaguely recall that in the film, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you say, Wanatikamea, they'll say, Natikamea Nitang, which means, hey, I see you too. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's really good. That's really good for you to be for you to be so intrigued and so inspired by this. Uh, Navi, by the Navi but if you, But if you go to Coruscant and meet the Jedi, you bow forward. Like, you fold your hands in front of you about now, waist level. Who told you? you bow forward. Who, who told you about that? Star Wars. Okay, um, how did you know as a blind... This is interesting. How did a blind person know how they hold their body when they... You're right. That is what they do. But you're right. How did you learn that they do that? Some videos would explain. I'm not sure yeah. what videos, but but any any Star Wars fan will know how Jedi bow. And if mm-hmm. you need, ask a sighted fan like, "Hey, how did Jedi greet?" And mm. and or if you want to be vocal, you can go like all Obi Wan with "Hello there." <laughs> If you want to say vocally. Um, right. And also, also, have it, has anybody heard of the checkered eye? 
I did recently yeah. in, the, in the group. Someone was talking about that last night, and I was having a little hard time really understanding that. Yeah. Me too. I was like, check or die, what? Because I saw it in the Virginia Imperial. I thought you I knew like, it. What I thought you knew what it was. Yeah, but that's when I first saw it for the first time. When I first saw it for the first time ever, I was like, check or die, wait, what? And then I watched the video, and it's in the Virginia Imperial group, and she, like, sings about the check or die, like, don't spread the virus, spread this, it's a check or die, like, and I was like, check or die, what? And then I rewatched it over and over, looked up on YouTube, was, on YouTube, what the heck the check or die means. And I was like, oh, somebody in the 2000s came up with it. Mm. Um, I'm still a little, I was still a little, I was still puzzled by it, though. I was still a little confused about what it meant, so. Mm -hmm. Now I do. Um, I asked, like, hey, we all used to like Kane, and I know what that means. But what the heck does the checker I mean? And they came back at me. It means the same thing as the white cane. And I was like, and I was like, how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was never. And guys, I, I, I was Melissa. I was having a hard time understanding it, too. And I wasn't really sure if you were following it or if you were just kind of tracking it along. I, I wasn't tracking sure what it along. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure what what that was about. You know, I'm not sure why you need it. Then if you have if you should be using your white cane. Some say it's to be hands-free, like if you're a mom and you're, if you're a blind mom, it'll allow you to be hands-free so you can carry your baby's car seat or something, or be hands-free in general. And I'm like, why would you want to risk going hands-free? You need your freaking cane, idiot. Like, and I was like, come on, people, you need your cane. Yeah, it's going to take one hand away, but at least be thankful that you're, that you're, Got a long signifier stick out in front of you called the white cane. Um, cause that is a better signifier than say wearing a checkered eye symbol on your shirt. Right. Right. Yeah, I- I- exactly. I, I, I've never seen this. Have you ever seen this checkered eye thing? I first did in the vision impaired group. Um, <clears throat> then I saw it again on YouTube, and a YouTuber talked about the checkered eye really? and what it means. Yeah, the, the dude brought on, the dude did a mini live stream podcast, but it was podcast like, but it did videos as well as voice together, like kind of a live stream kind of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they talked about the checkered eye, and I was like, and I said, oh, this is interesting, but I still prefer my cane, thank you. <laughs> when I was watching it, that was in my head. Uh, mm. thanks, but I got my cane, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I was... You know, and, that's, and it's important, you know, it's important for us not not to judge on Aaron's opinion, yeah. because it's just our opinion. I Since I'm still not entirely clear on what it is, and since I've never seen it, I don't know. Is it something that I would use? Well, maybe not, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know the history behind it. It does if sound like, okay. yeah. If you, if you like, I can send you a link to the video in question. Yeah. Yes, please. It does sound I'll make like sure something. To do that. Yeah. 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 Yes, please. That would be great. It does sound like something that would be kind of 
something kind of odd. Yeah, and it wouldn't be probably too visible. Then, like, where did the, you know, like, a cane is very visible, right? And the checkered right. eyes mm-hmm. hanging on your shirt, like, on a pin or something. Like, you pin it to your shirt or something? I don't know, it's yeah. weird. And then why would some, what, what would people be doing walking around staring at people's shirts and pins? Why would somebody yeah. notice that? That's, that's, I, I think, I, yes, yes, please send me the video where, the, where it's explained. Because I need more information. I need to learn more about it. But I, I don't, I don't understand that myself. Okay. So maybe I, if I, I learn more about it, I can put it into perspective. But yeah. I understand, I understand the confusion because I, because I still, I still have my head spinning too. You mm-hmm. know, I prefer my cane. Um, this right. looks a little difficult to see, even mm-hmm. to a sighted person. They right. might not catch that. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I don't know if this is your guys' taste, but I just kind of prefer my cane because people will, it'll be out in the open and people can see it from all angles except from behind. But whenever they walk to the left of me or to the right of me or in front, they'll see my cane and be like, oh, you need help? Or, oh, am I in your way? Mm. And that's the that's the best advantage about a cane, you know. Mm. It's it's you know out in the open, so to speak, and you're swinging it around. So that's also, you know, you know. I've been before I got my cane in school, I would always use my hands mm. a lot, left hand more because my left side is more blinder than my right. Left left eye is totally blind. Right. Yeah. So I would extend my left hand out like crazy. This was pre-K. Mm-hmm. I would pre-K Melissa would extend my hand out, trailing with my fingertips, and my friend would be like, "Melissa, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, trying to navigate here, or right. am I kid, or or my kid logic. Trying to feel my world here. Um, that was that was my kid logic. If that were to happen now, I would say trying to navigate here. But since I got a cane, I don't I don't have to worry about that habit anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless unless I'm inside the house, because the house I know. Right. You know, the my house I got <clears throat> at the back of my head. Like I know mm-hmm. where my like I like I know where my bathroom is. I know where the kitchen is. I know which way my parents' room is. I know which direction my brother's room is. With although I'll still bump into things, um, which hurts how. Mm-hmm. Like I've been walking and barely paying attention because of the low vision and walking, walking, bam, ow! What hit me? What what the mm-hmm. heck was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that felt painful. It felt like metal or wood. Right, right. I, if any of you are nervous about the white cane, I would say, you know, over the S or in English, don't be afraid. Ah, that's not V for don't be afraid. Hmm. 
you know, well, let us see, my thruple. Don't be afraid, everyone. Mm. You know, mm. see Rocco right to the challenge. Mm-hmm. You, you're really, you, you should, you know, you should learn French and other modern, modern languages of our planet. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I got a little bit of Spanish and, like, I got a wee bit of German down. Alphazing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... And means means goodbye, catch you later. And right. I, and I know a little bit of French. Bonjour. Mm-hmm. Hi. Mm-hmm. Oui. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no. Mm-hmm. Don't know how I know there's no. Right. But Spanish, I know a little bit more. Like, mm. hola, como estas? Which yeah. is, hey, how are you? Right. And don't be afraid of Spanish is, you know, no temos, no, no fear. Oh. Or, or the traditional no temple groupies, which is, don't worry. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No temple groupies, <clears throat> mis amigos. Um, don't be afraid, my friends. Because mm. I had a friend in gym class who was who only spoke Spanish, like she came mm. to America. Like she came right. to America from her native state or country, and she only spoke Spanish. She was Spanish native. Based on her, you know, English wasn't her first language, and we met. I couldn't talk to her properly, so I extended my cane out as a warning uh, to say, "Hey, I can't see here." And mm-hmm. and she was like, and she was like, "No, to please." And she asked for my name, and my friend would translate what she was saying, and I would say my name. You know, I am Melissa. My name is I'm Melissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basically, Nayamo, and your name means I'm blah, blah. And your right. I'm and your name. Right. Like, well, in French, we put it we put it in a different context in French. We basically say, I, I call myself is what it translates to. Je m'appelle is what we say. Yes. Or or what's like, 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 like in French, um, like what's like, what, like, what's your name? Like, comment vous appelez-vous? Like what do you what do you call yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is so every language is a different way of expressing the the idea. Yeah, this is similar in Navi too, like like Welusiel Melissa, which is I am called Melissa. Yeah, you know you know and you know why that, that doctor set it up like that, probably? To make it seem like more otherworldly, I guess. But yeah. But the Navi are more, aliens, right? But probably the probably the doctor spoke, speaks French. Oh, but he's a linguist in general. Like he he made the Navi language. He used to work at a university, which is where he studied his language skills at, and right. and that he went to the director of Avatar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. I should. I don't know if I should say the name here. I probably already did. 
n- oh. n- well, let's not say. Well, if you did, let's not say it again, though. Okay. Oh, oops! If I made a mistake last time, but I. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but this is the official. This is the truly the the first time that that this is being launched as Aaron's opinion. So we we do need we do need to be as I said we do need to be more cautious as this starts to uh, expand into the into the universe. True. Because mm-hmm. who knows this can go out to the whole galaxy, and Jedi could be listening. <laughs> what if what if the Navi? What if there's some Navi kid? Who's sitting at their computer listening to this thing right now, even though it's not posted, even though it's not published? I don't know. That's an interesting paradox. Interesting thought there. Yeah, but the but the linguist who made who made another language, he went to the director for Avatar, and Mm. and he was like, the director was basically asking for help on how to make this language for the not V in the movie. And he and this and this linguist doctor comes out of nowhere. Hey, I'll help you. And kind of deal. He didn't say that, but that's what it looked like. Because he comes on and like with with the attitude of oh, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. What language do you What language do you need? And the guy, you know, set out how he wants the Navi to speak a mm-hmm. specific language. Mm-hmm. And thus, the Navi language was born. Right. The actors, the the actors had to learn it. They had to have training, of course, like to learn the syllables, the Mm -hmm. the, how to speak it before Mm -hmm. for shooting. Um, Like every like I saw a documentary behind the scenes of the movie, and. The uh, the actors would train for hours on end in their mm-hmm. Navi skills. Um, the actors that were playing playing the Navi, though, right? They would train for hours, Pro- and probably trained on how to wear the costume. Um, yeah. I mean, with my usable vision, if I'm remembering that movie, I was always just mesmerized by the movie, just the way it looks, like all the different colors, you know. Um, it was just so beautiful the way it was written. Um, I think they used a lot of paint, you know, a lot of paint. And by the way, that's very painful. I've heard actors have talked about that. If you have to play like a creature or something and you have to die, you have to put this paint on your skin. It's very, very painful. Um, luckily, gets, mm-hmm. luckily, these actors didn't have to do that. I don't know if you guys heard of motion capture, where it's basically where you put on a special suit with mm-hmm. reflective dots on your body, the motion capture camera picks these up, transfers these into a computer program, and develops your character. And whatever, however you move, your character will move, just like you. I will also show you the link to the documentary of what I mean as mm, well, if you like. Sure, 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 sure. Mm. Yeah. Good. I'll make, sh- I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, I would be pleased to learn more about that. That would be, that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's any other blind nerds other than me and maybe Aaron, but I like Star Wars and Avatar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what you guys like. 
put it in the, the comments of this video, what mm. your fandom is. Yeah, yeah. So if you're blind, but if you're a fan of something else, we at Aaron's Opinion want to hear about it. Because it's really, really important to include blind people from around the world who have different ideas about what is a good thing to be, you know, a fan of or interested in. So I, I want to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. Like for like for me, I love Marvel, which is Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain America, mm -hmm. and Star Wars, which is Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader. Hmm. I don't know what Aaron likes in the fandom. I I would say that I am an Avatar fan. I would say that I I am fast. I was always fascinated by that movie. Um, fascinated by some other things. Very 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 mesmerized and fascinated by reptiles and snakes and turtles and beautiful creatures. I'm fascinated by animals. Yeah, especially snakes. Um, and turtles and things like that. Um, they're very beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. That sounds scary to me. Oh, you don't want a snake? Oh, I uh, fine. <laughs> uh, you have to be careful with the with the with the you know the the venomous ones. Yeah, they, you do have to be knowledgeable about knowing which ones to keep and which ones not to keep as a pet. But yeah. I don't know. There are people that keep the venomous type, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's special specific laws and guidelines that you have to, like, follow. Yeah. If you do yeah, this. your state, your your state where we, we I mean, I, I, I secretly know what, what it is. I know that your state right now is having a lot of issues with laws about this topic. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, America's going cuckoo crazy. <laughs> but you know what else is a good is a good philosophical thing to say? That's actually very accurate and very true. The notion what? that a, a in 1776, the notion that a bunch of farmers was going to overthrow the most powerful king and powerful <laughs> army in the world. That was a little cuckoo crazy. So for our country still to be cuckoo crazy today, a couple hundred years later, is Absolutely. completely understandable as a matter of fact. Sorry, that's my that's narrator. Um, no, no problem. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to, you know, cut you off with narrator like that. Oh, no, pro no problem. No worries. That happens. Yeah, I would. My voiceover interrupted me with the with potential spam and other other calls coming in like that. Yes, but often that I think is like, yes. Often on would be like, you know, often on narrator would be like, you know, scam mode on this net or or zero percent vertically scored, which whatever the heck that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. What do you think what what it means when a narrator says zero percent vertically scrolled? Means it's not looking up for more information is what it sounds like to me. Oh, because I get mm -hmm. I just got zero percent vertically scrolled and I was like, what the <laughs> like in my head. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed. Despite my low vision, I still use a screen reader. Um, it, mm -hmm. it avoids, it avoids, you know, 
eye strain as well as a headache. <laughs> Trying to put my face one inch too close to the screen might not be very healthy. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Would that be a dangerous thing, putting your face one inch close to the screen like that? Or dangerous if any doctors are listening? Hmm. I would say, in my opinion, any strain of any part of our body is not necessary. Like it's not healthy or something? Because or... I know it's probably I not say... healthy. I know I know it's probably not healthy for the eye. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, right. But I just had a habit of using my right eye probably mm-hmm. a little bit so much that I forget that I can't see well, but I force myself to try to see um, mm-hmm. on my own. You know, I accidentally force myself to try to see on my own, even though I, you know, even though my glasses can only help me see so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like literally forcing myself, it's a habit, forcing myself to try to see. But right. ever since discovery, but ever since, and then I would, transition into ow, ow mm-hmm. my eye. Mm. Um, and I would end up racing to I, to take pain relief medicine or, or you know, a break. And, and I brought it up to a, my sibling, my brother, and he said, whoa, Mel, you shouldn't do that. You, mm-hmm. I don't want you, I don't want you straining, sis. <laughs> yeah, let I don't your, want you to strain your, either. I, let your laptop talk to you, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah. And don't be ashamed just because you're, cause you have low vision. Don't be ashamed to still turn on narrator, voiceover, talk back, voice mm-hmm. view. And ever since talking with Aaron, he kind of helped me open up to some misconceptions of legal blindness because in school my mainstream teachers would try to say because I would make a habit of barely using my right eye mm-hmm. and they would say and they would say Melissa you gotta use that eye even though mm-hmm. it hurts you right like even though it hurts you Melissa you gotta use that eye mm-hmm. and I was like and get a headache and that's how, yeah, so what I did to my teacher well, look if you're if you're using the eye too much, then yes, you will end up with a headache. Yes, that is that is true. Because mm-hmm. I would get headaches a lot in school, like we in reading class and math class especially, because you have to look at the board and you know the little whiteboard we you have. Um, I would have to look at that, and I would be squinting to what the teacher put on the board, and I would ah squeeze my hand up. My left hand high to the sky, and and she called me. And she's like, "Yes, Melissa, anything? Can I sit in the super front? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I move?" <laughs> yes, yes. They should say, they should say yes. You any, that, that is a any perfectly blind, mm-hmm. any blind teenagers. Um, I would ask your mom or your teacher. Yeah. If you can't see too well, ask to be moved to the front or to where it's mm-hmm. comfortable that you can see the whiteboard better. 
because I did. And you know why, you know, and you're absolutely right. You you know why else it's important when you're in a classroom environment to sit in the front? Do you know why else it's really important? So you can hear the teacher. Right. But what else does that help with? Yes, you're right to hear the teacher. But why is it important? Um, well, one, you don't want to walk on the other kids, but I'll, but it'll also help you in a sense. Like, don't instruct the other kids to move in a way that's not, you know, like, I, I also had a best friend sit with me. Um, I tagged one of my friends, hey, can you be my eyeballs first, but second? <laughs> um, that was right, the teenage but, Melissa. Right, but what, you're, you're right. What I would say is that sitting in the front of a classroom it shows the person who's teaching, it shows them that you care about what they have to say and that yeah. these little details are important. And that in my opinion, on Aaron's opinion, we share my opinion along with your opinion. In my opinion, blind people um, underestimate the value of these tiny little things that we need to be doing on a daily basis to help people live life successfully and if you can't and if you can't see at all ask a friend to be your eyes right and this is a good point but if you cannot see at all if you're totally blind you should still sit in the front of the room so that the teacher or lecturer knows that you care about what they have to say and there and it does matter and i noticed it when i was in university and i notice it now that i'm a teacher and working I do notice that the way that you that you interact with your leadership and the way that you the little little things that you do, people notice subconsciously and people notice a lot. Actually, it's very noticeable and that the the students who sit in the front of the classroom are the students who the professor calls on more. And the students who sit in the back are the students who the professor thinks don't care. And those are the students who don't who don't get as good of a grade. So it does matter. So if you're in high school or if you're in school or university or taking a class, always try to sit in the front because you're going to do better in the class for for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though mm-hmm. I can write, even though I can write with my super low vision, like I can pick up a pencil, pen, sharpie marker, and write. I have to get right. super close. I have to get super close to do it, or even though it's risking eye strain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have to choose a specific color. You right. know, that doesn't, yeah, like, I'll do black on white paper or mm-hmm. the reverse. Um, and the thing is kind of same with inhalers, you know, they have a little black background with a, with a indicator. And white, as a percentage of your medicine on a black background with white numbering. Mm-hmm. And that's really tiny, and I can mm-hmm. barely read it. I have to get my face one inch close if not plowing my eye into mm-hmm. the freaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do that with writing sometimes. Like, I get semi close, and my friends are wondering. Um, Melissa, are you falling asleep? And I would be like, and I would raise up. No, I'm trying to write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And my vision, and, and I loved my vision teacher, Kane, because she would break out the railer, which made writing so much easier. Reading so much easier, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even though I can write, I just prefer Braille because, you know, it takes the stress off of the functional right eye. And I don't have to worry about trying to see what it says. Mm-hmm. I can just feel it under my fingertips. Mm. Like how I brought out not be. Like I read mm. a new word, I brailed Sivako in my little mm. braille book. S I V A K O in my little braille book. Mm-hmm. But I also want to talk about um How about, if anybody I I I tell you I tell you what, I tell you what. I, I do we do have to kind of wrap up the show kind of soon so maybe do you want to do you want to ask one more good question that we'll pose to our audience and then we'll kind of wrap it up because there I I do kind of have to get going you're 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 a wonderful guest Melissa um but in the in the evenings it's kind of a I long mean story to, I don't no mean problem. to drag no no worries about no worries about it at all um in the wow. evenings I have less time and I cannot be recording as much during the day it's a little tricky here um, with everything that's going on with this virus. More of my family members are home, so you know I need to. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a little it's a little bit more complicated right now. Lot, but probably, this is probably, probably how it's going to be months. for another six months, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah. yeah. But but yeah. do you want to do you want to ask one final question? So you know, I think in wrapping it up, I think as always, you did a great job on Aaron's opinion. The show where I talk about the podcast where I talk about my opinion for what blind people should be concerned with today, and you did you did a great job. Do any of you fear using screen readers, even though you wear high powered glasses like me? Or I think your question is: Is there anyone else out there that strains their eyes as much as Melissa does when they know that they could be using screen readers, but prefer to use their eyes? I think that's the question, right? <laughs> Yeah, somewhere around those lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Melissa, the, the answer that you should give to Aaron's opinion is, yes, Aaron, that's exactly the question that you want to know, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to mumble tumble my words. Oh, uh, well, I can, I can straighten them out for you. I can, I can, I can, I can unmumble, unmumble and unjumble your, mer- your words that were mumbled. All right. Upper, upper jaw. Upper jaw is kind of foreign to funny. Um, long story, but upper jaw has a little bit of a deformity due that's to being fine. born early. That's that's fine. That's fine. I'm 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 always pleased to help you to 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 get your message to the world, you know, and to help people live life. Live does life. anybody does anybody dread screen readers and just wants to use their eye, even though you're legally blind? So what do you think, guys? Does, is anybody out there dreading screen readers? What do you think about how we defined legal blindness? What questions do you have about, about blindness? If you're a pharmacist, as we said before, if you could get back to us by replying to this video or podcast, get back to us about a particular product that Melissa could use successfully. We at Aaron's Opinion, and I'm sure Melissa would 
appreciated. That was a great episode today of Aaron's Opinion. I'm looking forward to the next one. And as I like to say, and as I have always as I as I have always said as I have always said on my show as I have been saying for months as my I guess phrase that I like to end with, thank you for watching and listening to Aaron's opinion. We'll be back soon. If you want to be on the show, reply to the show, reply to this podcast. Let me know who you are. I'm always ready for my next guest. Thank you, Melissa. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. No family movie night is complete without some delicious ice cold Coke. Pick up Coca-Cola at your nearest retailer today. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.